the Astros do it. They come from behind and they win. They scored 10 runs. We don't care what that means for tomorrow. We're focused on today. Altuve and Abreu go deep to cap off a five-run eighth for this Astros victory. Let's talk about this and what's going on with Mr. Javier on this edition of Locked on Astros. Alvarez, it's a high drive center field. Veer leans back. This game is turned upside down. There's the runner. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. This time they finish the job. Locked on Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked on Houston Astros and we update you joints for a daily Locked on Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talkstros. Find a show at Locked on Astros, your team every day. I may seem confident. I'm, I'm kind of like Bly Madrid today. I've got my first two hits, and I'm just I'm, I'm feeling really confident today. Brett, where can I find you at? They can find me at HTM Wheelhouse on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. They can find me at Stroh's 411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, positive. I love it. Come from behind victory. Always Stroh's. All right, guys, this was a stressful game. This wasn't always roses. Uh, it wasn't until the eighth inning that uh, it became an actual game that the Astros were going to win this game. But if you like going to Astros games and enduring the stress and you don't want to pay a lot of tickets, why don't you download the game time app, create an account and use the code locked on MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guarantee. And guys, yeah, the Astros did it. They won this game. We're going to talk about that, but guys, we want to talk about you for a second. Thank you for becoming everydayer. Somebody that listens to our podcast every day, whether it's on YouTube, Go and keep on subscribing to us. Give us a th- fat thumbs up while you're doing it and make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Check out the Locked On Astros podcast. And the Astros won. It was a slugfest. It was a close game. It was a game that the I think it was only the third game the Astros have won this season at, after trailing and uh, after eight innings or something. Uh, Jose Altuve returned to the lineup. The Astros scored 10 runs. What's going on with Christian Javier? Bly Madrid, he's got some swag after he, he got his uh, first double. He looked like, I, I'm pretty sure he winked at the pitcher. He, he he did the whole field of dreams and winked at the pitcher. Wow. And then uh, we have a, a Jordan Alvarez update. That's just all of what we got talking. But this, this game was kind of, um, you scored thir- three runs in the first inning and you're like, oh, we got this. And then Christian Javier gives up four runs in the first inning as well. So Brett, go and take it away. Yeah. So this game was a, was a tale of many like narratives. Number one, the Astros, like you said, jump out to that three, nothing lead, but then Javier comes up and bro, they put up a four spot on them. Um, Javier has not pitched well. Um, Brian McTaggart actually um, posted this on Twitter. And I mean, all you have to do is look it up. His last two starts have been just simply abysmal, Eric. He has given up. What do we say in his last two starts? He's only gone six in it. Yeah. He's only gone six and one thirds innings. He's given up 12 hits. He's given up 10 runs. He's given up two home runs. He's walked six batters and only has two strikeouts. 
Right. The most concerning thing for me is not necessarily the six walks because he only had one walk today, but it's the two strikeouts, only one strikeout in each of the last two games. Actually, it gets and, worse, Brett. Um, in the last 17 and one-third innings, he has six strikeouts. Wow. So, yeah, I'm looking back in June. His highest strikeout total was June 30. He had five strikeouts. He only gave up one earned run. He actually uh, got the victory. That's his only win. So he's 1-0 and oh with five starts in June. He's still 7-1, and one, <laughs> which right. is crazy. And – I don't know what's going on with Christian Javier. His velocity seems to be down. He's leaving a lot of stuff up. His invisible isn't invisible anymore. The ball, because I went and looked at the hit tracker after Paul Goldschmidt hit the home run, or I'm sorry, was it Nolan Arenado? I get those two mixed up. I don't know why. They just they just kind of have the same body type to me. Was it was it Arenado? Yeah, Arenado who who hit that home run. I guess Arenado and and Goldschmidt, but the Arenado home run just, I mean, the where he's putting the ball, you know, these guys aren't necessarily hitting well this year um, as well. Actually, they've been kind of down, but they're still not terrible, 273, 288 between both of them. But when you meet pitch these, these hitters, they're going to absolutely crush it. And so he is, he's throwing the fastball at a frequency rate and it's getting hit too much. And so he doesn't have the movement. He doesn't have the late movement. He doesn't have the late action on it. I don't know if that's a mental thing or if that's a physical thing. I don't know if he's opening up too much. I don't know if his release point is off. Um, later on, I'll, I'll talk to y'all about Spencer um, Arigetti. He had his first start in, uh, in, um, in, in triple a tonight. And he had a, he had a decent outing, but you know, Javier could have really ruined this game if the offense didn't come through, Eric. But you had the Astros who put up, man, they had several guys with multi-hit games on on the night tonight. They they um they had uh Kyle Tucker was what three for five. Jose Altuve did a phenomenal job. Um, you know, hitting the home run. Abreu got the home run, and um, but when but when Jose Altuve hit that home run, the dugout came to life, you know, and they needed that. This was a victory that the Astros needed to have. And the bullpen, for the most part, locked it down outside of Dubin, giving up a runner here or there. Um, the guys after him um, seemed to settle down and the relief pitchers did their job. Yeah, it was definitely a game where you're like, this is uh, this this was stressful, and the Astros got off to an early start. And you're like, okay, Jose Altuve is back in the lineup. He's the spark plug, and all of a sudden, it just everything just kind of fell apart. And I, I, it was just weird to see how this game kind of went back and forth throughout the game. But um, I think that if you're looking at overall, the Astros need to be more consistent. And it starts with Jose Altuve and uh, just putting your, your best lineup out there. I didn't think your best lineup out there would be Bly Madrez out there, but he did a pretty good job today. He just looked like he, he had control of everything. And I just, I think overall it was, um, it was just a pretty cool game. So um, looking at uh, the overall stats from Christian Javier, it's a little bit down. I was trying to look at like what he's done in the past, uh, his like it looks like his curve spin is 
uh, still in a great, uh, his fastball velocity is a little bit down this year. His fastball spin rate is down this year. Uh, so there's just a lot of reasons why I don't know if it's just, if it's, if he's tired or what I saw, we were doing a relevant app and some people are saying we need to move him back to the bullpen. No, I don't think the Astros need to move him back to the bullpen. We can focus on Christian Javier all day, but this offense just blew up today and it's good to see it. You, you want to see this. You want, this is what we've been asking for. When I saw Montero warming up when the Astros were trailing by two runs, I'm like, Oh crap, here we go. And then we even saw Sean Dubin come in and Sean Dubin to his credit, he gave up a home run, I think, but to his credit, he pitched pretty well and he looked like he was, he dominated Wilson Contreras for a little bit. Uh, and I struck him out and he looks like he's got some uh, pretty decent stuff uh, once he figures it all out. Dusty Baker seemed to bring in his B squad today and the B squad until the Astros took the lead. Then he brought in Brian Abreu and then Ryan Presley to close out the game. But it was the the story was the offense and the offense was led by um, Jose Altuve and Jose Abreu in this game. Uh, because Jose Altuve had the go-ahead home run, and then Abreu had the um, the home run that was the kiss of death, as Mario would say. Yeah, that was the famous Rockets moment where they turned things around. Um, I was actually at the final game of that series when they went on to the Western Conference Finals to defeat the Utah Jazz and went on you know, later that season to win the NBA Finals. If you are going to get tickets to the Astros game, you need to go to the Game Time app right now. Download the app today. Use the promo code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Whether you are going to an Astros game, whether you're going to a comedy show, it doesn't matter what the event. And you don't even have to plan months in advance. You don't have to look what the calendar says in August. You can wait till August if you're not going till August, and you can wait till the day of the game. And when you get that ticket, if you you find the same section seating in the same row on a different ticket app and it's a lower price, you let game time know and they will credit you 100% the difference to your account. That way you have more money to buy tickets. Two clicks and you're there. You don't have to fumble through your email, right there on your phone instantly, take the guessing out of it, get views from your seats, get the guarantee that you will get the seat that you pay for. It's safe, it's easy, and it's secure. Use the promo code LOCKEDONLOB for $20 off your first purchase at game time. Go check them out today. And go check out the Astros play one more game against the Cardinals Thursday night, 6.15 p.m. Central Standard Time. Catch every pitch of the Astros hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search Astros. All right, so um, before we go on to the game, um, a little bit more into the game, I do want to talk a little bit more about uh, something that Dana Brown was saying today. Uh, he said on the trade market on Sports Talk 790, he said right now there's not much on the shelf. Hopefully as we get closer to deadline, there's going to be more opportunities. Make no mistake, we're going to try to be as active at the deadline to acquire what we need. Yeah, we'll take a rental. We'll take a big, big bat to add to Jordan and Brantley when they get back. We'll also look for a good arm to add uh, to get us over the hump. We're not in the business of throwing away our top prospects for a rental. And he said, nobody is untouchable. And when he was asked if Drew Gilbert is untouchable, and he says, our plan is not to panic, stay the course, do what we do, and chase down the Texas Rangers. I loved what he said. Look, it sounds to me like they are serious about trying to win this year. 
I don't think they're going to stand pat, but they're also not. They're in the buying mood, but they're also going to be calculated about it. He said he wants to add a bat. He wants to add an arm. And he made no qualms about that. They were asking about the lineup today, too. And, you know, I think that's pretty much he leaves that in Dusty's hands. I like what I heard from Dana Brown. Here is the chess match that will ensue when you get closer to the to the trade deadline itself. Who's in the mix? And this year, more teams are in the mix than they've ever been in the mix for a playoff spot. The Astros are still outside looking in for simply the last wild card spot. Right. So where you usually have four or five teams that are really competing, you probably have eight to 10 that are competing and it's how serious they are. So who are the sellers? What are the bats that, that are out there? They want controllable assets. The Mets, it looks like they're going to be sellers, dude. The, the Mets are in shambles right now. It's gone so far that even Max Scherzer has said he's considering waiving his no trade clause in his contract to go somewhere else. I, I mean, um, you know, even Jeremy Brennan from um, from ESPN 97.5 said, why don't we trade for Justin Verlander? You know, I mean, everybody's looking at everybody right now. But I don't think anybody's untouchable. I think if the price is right and they can get someone that's a controllable piece for the next couple of years, like a Dylan Cease, you may see a top prospect like a Drew Gilbert or someone like that be dealt. I, I know one of these outfielders, McCormick, Myers, or Jolks, one of these three guys is probably going to be gone. I would put my money on Chaz McCormick being the guy because he's got the most value on the trade market. And he hasn't really I mean, he doesn't seem to be one of the favorites to go out yeah, there. You if know? there's that rift, if there's that rift between yeah, Baker and, and look, Yeah, look, that rift, I don't know if that's – they say it's there. Only thing I have to do is go off of what they say because they're in the clubhouse. But when when you talk to different people that have actually played baseball, played minor league baseball, pro baseball, they say if there was a rift, how would anybody know it? Dusty's not going to say it in front of anybody. And – Dusty's the kind of guy that he would probably keep that under his hat. I don't know. I know there was tension about the whole Miles Straw thing. So you can make what you want of those things in the clubhouse. Um, The bottom line is they need more games like today. Winning solves everything in my mind. Right. So who has a higher batting average right now? Chaz McCormick, Jake Myers, uh, Jose Abreu. Alex Bregman or Bly Madris? Why would you say that? And the obvious answer would be Bly Madris because he only has few, very, you know, very few. Because he had an awesome he game, man. Give he was only two for four, Eric. Okay, uh, what? I'm not. That's great. He got a hit. That that's great. I mean, are you gonna now? Are you gonna be the no. president but, of the Bly Madris fan club? No, but listen to this uh, top distances of this game. Paul Goldschmidt, four forty three. Brendan Donovan, four sixteen. Jose Abreu. That was a blast, by the way. 416. That was the Marielli kiss of death. And then by Madras, 409. And uh, did you see the graphic that said that it was, if it was calm uh, weather out there, not so windy, it would have been a home run? I don't know, I don't oh, know really? if you saw that graphic, but uh, they said that because the wind kind of blew it down, it, it was a double. But if it if it was a calm weather out there, it would have been a home they run. They should have but, closed the, the roof then, huh? Like, um, yeah. Like Aaron and then, said that. They should have closed the roof. Martin so. Maldonado had a 394-foot double as well. So two of them hit them, and uh, Bly Madras hit it to that triangle out in center field. And uh, that the Astros showed some heart today, and uh, that's what you have to like. They had 10 runs on 11 hits. Uh, their expected batting average for the game was uh, 320. 
their hard hit percentage was uh, 40%, which was a little bit lower than the Cardinals. Uh, the Cardinals may have um, had the more home runs overall, but uh, the Astros just, I felt like they really took care of business. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They had three home runs and we had uh, two home runs, but I just think that the Astros just found the right time to just get those home runs. And it just like Jose Altuve, that was just like, I was just like, he, he looked so bad. Uh, like uh, the first uh, pitch, I don't know if you remember, like kind of ran in on him and fouled off the, the bat. And then the second pitch was kind of outside the zone and umpire called it a strike. And then I think there's another ball or something. And I, I was uh, telling Mon on the relevant app, I'm like, okay, Altuve, just you like to swing um, first pitch. Let's pretend like this is zero, 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 zero count. Next pitch, boom, he hits a home run. And it's just like, that's what I think sometimes players have to do is, okay, let's forget what happened. I, those two pitches were not strikes. Let me just pretend like this is zero, zero count and just get the pitch I want. In his last 15 games, Eric, the reason why I bring that up, he has five home runs, 16 RBI, two walks. He's hitting 302 and with 19 hits. He is turning it around. He is looking really, really good. His last seven games, 276 with two home runs. So he's trending up and he's not slowing down. And we need this right now. We need this in a desperate way. We needed this win because I was actually talking to a friend as the Astros. We were kind of like, well, if this team's only identity is, is Jordan Alvarez, then we got real problems because he's not going to be back till the all-star break. And if we wait that long, we might be 10 games back because the Rangers right. won again today. So look, keep pace with them, gain at least a game a week for the next five or six weeks. You'll be back in first come August 1st and everything will maybe fall in line. So they definitely need to be active at the trade deadline. Um, Chris and Javier not being good. Valdez the night before three wild pitches. When your aces aren't aces, aren't throwing like aces, it gets a little bit more concerning for the long run. Like what team is going to show up in September? what team is going to show up in October and are they going to be on the outside looking in? I mean, it would kill me if the angels made the playoffs, but the Astros didn't. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. They do have a pretty good player who's having a great season. He's up to what? 28 home runs already showing a Tani, but yeah, you but can't always, um, you can't always count on them continuing that. And the, their pitching has been suspect over the years. And so you can't always count on them to, to stay healthy. But um, when they do, they're a pretty good team, and the Astros just got to—they just got to win. They got to continue winning, and the best time to win would be this weekend series against the Rangers. And the best place to win, if you can't go up to Arlington, is to go watch it at your local Hooters, right, Brett? Yeah, that's right. So, do you and your buddies need a place to hang out and go watch the Astros that dominate the competition like they did today, from Katy to Pasadena, Sugarland to Pearland, from Baytown to Galveston, even? Out to Stafford, they have Hooters all over the Houston area. Monday, they have buy one, get one wings. Tuesday, $9.99 burger and fries. Actually, today, my son and I enjoyed the buy one, get one boneless wings. They were excellent. Thursday, $19.99 wings and Big Daddy Bundle. And Friday's $19.83 crab legs. Saturday and Sunday, kids eat free. Also, their happy hours are Monday through Friday, 2 to 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. to close. Join them anytime for $3 Blue Moon Drafts and $9.99 Michelob Ultra Pitchers. 
And let me tell you about the Pearland Hooters on focus on them because they have on the seventh, um, they have in July, Sunday the second, a bingo at 7 p.m. Go check them out. On the sixth, they have trivia. And on Friday, July the 7th, a live Locked on Astros podcast. Yes, yours truly and Eric Command Hosman will be there for a live podcast. They'll have games, we'll have ticket giveaways. So check them out. Come hang out with Locked on Astros guys where we hang out and let them know that we sent you. Go to the place with the best wings, the best service, and the world-famous Hooters girls today. And don't forget that the Astros finish up the series and try to close it out with a series win Thursday night, 6.15 p.m. Central Standard Time. Catch every pitch of the Astros' hometown broadcast with the SiriusXM app on the SXM app. Search Astros. Uh, Don't forget that also Jose Abreu did get his 900th career RBI. Uh, in this game earlier in the first inning, I believe. And he also got 902 uh, later in the game. Uh, but uh, definitely Jose Abreu is turning around. That's why I got a little bit agitated yesterday in yesterday's show, because in the comments, people were like, Jose Abreu needs to bat eighth and seventh and eighth. I'm like, this guy is the one that's actually making good contact recently, making hard hit. Uh, if you're making good contact, having great exit velocity, they're going to fall. And they started falling today. He had that line drive up the middle. Uh, then he had that home run. And uh, he's making some good contact. I'm not – Jose Abreu is not the guy I'm worried about. Kyle Tucker, I have been, I've not been worried about him, but I just wanted more consistency. He was a little bit consistent today. And then yeah, Alex Bregman, I would love for him to be a little bit more consistent. But uh, the guy that they need to get back to this lineup – is Jordan Alvarez, and there was some good reports on him today. The fact that he did uh, go ahead and take some swings off the tee and some uh, swings off a soft toss. I believe it was in the cage. Yeah, yeah, he's not he's not hit on the field yet, right. but he'll get there eventually. Look, um, someone's saying that Diaz, you know, he needs to be playing every game. He pretty much is playing every game. Maybe I think you mean catching, but hitting lately Diaz has not been doing well. I think he's like over his last seven at bats. He's hitting 233 over his last seven games. And so he's not really getting it done at the plate like you would like him to because over the last 30 games really um, hitting 267 with seven home runs, but that has been reduced. The, the league's probably adjusting to him a little bit. There's more game film on him, on his tendencies. But one of the things that really concerned me was, and I wasn't watching the, I was listening to the game whenever Kyle Tucker was up with bases loaded. I know he went three for five, but the pitch that he looked at. Okay. Um, I don't know if, if it was the last, cause the last strike I think was a swinging strike. The first, the first strike he got was over the middle of the plate, over the heart of the plate. And to me, if anybody should have a green light, it would be Kyle Tucker. And that was the kind of ball that I thought Kyle Tucker could have taken to left center field and had an opposite field home run just because of his power. Right. I was surprised, and I hated to see him get up there and strike out with bases loaded. I thought when that happened that that was going to be kind of how the night was going to end for the Astros. Little did I know the five-run spot would happen in the eighth. But those are things this year that we've been seeing happening more times than not. And we need those things to be less frequent. Um, You know, I was discussing it with a friend on the way home from Sugarland, and we were just saying how Tucker must have been looking for another pitch or he just didn't have the green light at all. I would green light any of my best hitters 
on a 3-0, especially with us not being able to score a whole lot lately, that would have been the perfect opportunity. But what are they looking for? What was the pitch called, you know, from the from the dugout? Hey, look for this. Was he just said, no, don't swing at all? But you hate to see him go down on something like that. You you really need Tucker hitting in that situation. He he wants a big contract, but he's going to have to start delivering in moments like that. I think overall the Astros offense answered the bell today. And yeah. uh, 11 hits, uh, you got to look at the positives from um, – this this has been a road bad road trip and i mean they technically could have won two out of three from the dodger series it's good to see them have some resolve because like we were talking on a relevant app it just felt like there was no like there's no fire it just felt like they're just kind of going through the motions and it just felt like there's nothing there then all of a sudden it felt like they wanted it and this team nobody's going to just give you the game uh, so they scored the eight run, the five runs in the eighth inning, and it was a t- totally different feel. And once they uh, they kind of got to the bullpen a little bit, and uh, I don't know if it was fact that Montero was warming up in the bullpen, and they're like, "Oh crap, we better <laughs> score so we don't get yeah, Montero in the game." I'm something. so glad. I'm so glad they did not put Montero out there. I, I just could not even believe that I that I even saw that. And all I could picture was Dusty saying, "He's pitching lights out. He's just getting hit." But look, between Martinez, Abreu, and Presley, they had five strikeouts. They had no walks. They only gave up one hit. So they did a phenomenal job. I mean, even with the one run that Dubin gave up, he had four strikeouts and two innings, Eric. But, hey, since we're talking about pitching, Spencer Arigetti had his debut in Sugarland tonight. He went five innings pitched. He had gave up five hits, three earned runs two walks, five strikeouts, two solo shots. His four seam topped out at 94 miles an hour with a 22-92 RPM spin rate, and then his top spin rate was on his slider at 27.64. Um, He looked good. Look, he started out a little shaky, but after he got into some problems in the first inning, he got his last two batters that he faced. He struck him mm-hmm. out, and the Space Cowboys gave him some run support. John Singleton was out there. That was cool seeing him out there, caught him getting a couple stabs at first, um, looking, you know, pretty decent at the plate. You know, he drew a walk. And that team, look, you know, Shea Whitcomb can just mash the ball. Corey Lee got a hit um, early on, but Perez is actually hitting really well. Joe Perez, Salazar was behind the plate. It was a fun time out there in Sugarland. If y'all get a chance, um, y'all need to go hang out there. Um, I'm actually headed out there tomorrow to uh, interview Quincy Hamilton, one of their uh, outfield prospects for the Houston Astros. Uh, what did John Singleton do today? Oh, John Singleton overall. I don't know what his overall numbers were because I know what do you do today? Oh, okay. Like I said, I don't, I don't have it in front of me. I left the game early because, uh, that's why, well, you know, yeah, his, his overall stats are so far. This was through the first two games is six sixty seven with one home run four RBIs. Granted it's a small sample size, but, uh, if he continues to show success, I don't think he's going to come up and be an everyday type of guy like uh, the listeners to that Locked on Astros podcast. But if he can be somebody that could be a um, better somebody off the bench, better than a Gray Kessinger, somebody that'd be a left-handed power bat off the bench or something like that. I think that is uh, something you can look forward to for John Singleton. I think they're going to give him some time to kind of um, show what the, what he can do. And Bly Madrid's maybe earned himself some more playing time after with his game today. 
but we'll see what Greg Kessinger can do. But the Astros are on the way to get healthy down the road, but it's still got some uh, time. And tomorrow you've got the Astros playing the Cardinals again. It's going to be JP France versus Adam Wainwright. It's a 615 start. Uh, you can go and listen to that on SiriusXM. Just download the SXM app and search Astros. You can listen to all the play-by-play coverage. And uh, this will be an interesting game. Uh, JP France has been showing some uh, better pitching recently. And Adam Wainwright, Wainwright is just not the type of guy anymore. So Rob says that Singleton was two for three with a walk. So, um, yeah, I, yeah. So we'll see. I, I don't think they're going to rush him up here, but I wouldn't mind seeing him as a bench option. No, he looks great. I mean, he's got this year in, in the minors, he has like 11 home runs. I mean, he's not doing bad. Um, he's actually hitting really well. And to me would be a great story. Can, can you imagine the Astros going into the playoffs with a guy like John Singleton, being a hero in one of the games yeah. in a wild card game or an ALDS game, it would be a great story. And um, he's definitely one of the guys that I'm going to try to get a hold of before maybe he gets a call up to help out the team. I'd love to talk to John Singleton because he's been through the ups and the downs. Perfect redemption story for the Astros. Well, hey, Chris Castellani said it on Twitter. Jose Altuve may have saved the Astros season quite literally. Without Jordan Alvarez, Jose Altuve is trying to play hero, and he did that. Him and Abreu crushed the Cardinals tonight. Let's hope we come back for Game 3 and win the series before we go to Arlington to play the South Oklahoma Rangers. I'm H.L. Wellhouse. He is Eric. You can find him at Eric Talk Strohs. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thank you for checking us out, and thank you for being an everydayer. Remember, we're your team every day. Go Strohs. Go Strohs. Vote for Alvarez. <laughs> <laughs>